Meanwhile, in the pod cave. Welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And we're missing Alex tonight. Uh, or let me rephrase. You know, Alex is not on the show. I don't know if we're going to miss him too much, right? Let's be honest. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we, we know what he wanted to talk about tonight. So uh, for our, uh, our musical fans, maybe you can tune into the next episode to hear Alex's review of Absolutely. Well, I will. Uh, I will. I will give mine. I saw it, so I will give a. I give a preview. Okay. All right. You get. You give the. Uh, maybe you know not quite as initiated. Or yeah, yeah. I'm in not musicals as. as right. Exactly. I'll give the common man's perspective on it. You know, the everyday average man's perspective on it. <laughs> and well, possibly below average. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe below average. Who knows? Uh, I've not watched it yet, so I am I am waiting to hear what you guys think about it. Um, you know, before we launch into the news, I did want to. I meant to mention it to you guys in the green room. You know, there's a lot of talk nowadays about UFOs and the government opening up the books on UFOs and and all this stuff, which probably lends to other conspiracy theories. Remember early on in the Podmen episodes where we we had a conspiracy episode that somehow or another didn't record. You you guys remember yeah. that? Yeah, oh, yeah. The, uh, the moon yeah. landing. The moon landing. Yep. So maybe we need to be thinking about that. Maybe we need to uh, do our own investigation of UFOs and are they real and things like that because uh, we're seeing uh, it's almost well, like reliving the seventies over again. All these UFO footage that well, we're seeing. Well, UFOs are real. The moon landing was not. So ah. there you go. Ah. Easy, so like, easy. Uh, get, it, get it right. Brad, what you're recommending is uh, a spinoff, The Pod Files? <laughs> the Pod Files. There oh. you go. That would be good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another thing. Damn it. Uh, but, yeah, so I was thinking about that. It's like, yeah, we need to we need to revisit some of these conspiracy, conspiracy theories, including why I can't say it. Uh, Mandela effect. I mean, we used to just be all over. The, we used to be the pod files. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe again, once or again. The lone, the lone podman. <laughs> well, I think that's what this is, pretty much, as far as we have a lone listener. Uh, but you know, well, hey, that's... yeah, maybe maybe we'll grow thanks to uh, the new platform that we're on, Podbean. Check us out on Podbean now, and also you can check us out on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google podcast uh as well as itunes so uh yeah yeah we're kind of we're kind of uh getting ready to hit big time as we hit episode number 150 <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it's been four years i think right does that sound right it's been longer than that has it? It? No, longer than like that. Oh, five years at least five oh because uh well it I took a year off back. it took a year off Ironically, we took the year off the <laughs> pandemic when we probably could have recorded. Well, but then again, there was nothing to record. I mean, there was nothing that going on. Yeah, nothing, nothing exciting. But I mean, we could have done the the uh, pod files then. Yeah, why didn't we think of that? Oh well. 
We should have. Oh, uh, well. All right. Well, let's let's go grab some news. All right. In the news, uh, it's been a pretty slow news day, news week for us, actually. Um, I, we, we've got um, a trailer for a new Nicolas Cage movie about uh, uh, missing pig, truffle pig, uh, and a little bit of uh, uh, Green Lantern stuff going on and Stargirl. And, uh, well, oh, uh, some actually pretty decent early reviews for Black Widow have come in. Have you guys read anything about that? Yeah, actually, I have. Uh, it's getting really good reviews, actually. Uh, the nerds are loving it. Every you know, so uh, they're saying it's really good. All right, we've got uh, we've got some music news, right? We've got uh, a casting or two. Yeah, oh. tell us, tell what's the what's the casting news that we have? Uh, so the casting news, well, they've cast uh, Jade. They're not calling her Jade in the tra- in the trailer, but for Star Girl season two, we're going to have uh, Alan Scott's daughter, who in the comics is known as Jade, but it looks like she's wearing uh, wielding a power ring and a lantern. So, where in the comics, Jade is just infused with the power of the Green Lantern because basically her father wearing the ring for such such a long time. Uh, but yeah, so we've seen that. We've got uh, Shade has been cast for uh, Star Girl season two. Both of them are people that you haven't heard of, but it's just cool that we're getting those two characters. Uh, another casting, which I had no idea, and apparently it's already started filming, uh, they're doing a Flex uh, reboot movie. Oh, yeah, Starring, that's right, yep. Yeah, so uh, for a long time, Jason Sudeikis was attached to it and, and was, I think, producing and stuff, and and Jason Sudeikis is red hot with, uh, you know, Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso, yeah. But they've decided to cast John Hamm as Fletch, which... It's okay. I'm okay with that, but okay. I would rather Sudeikis, yeah. Yeah, it's very odd. A very odd sort of casting when, when you have Sudeikis, like, uh, all but begging to do the movie. So it's weird that it took that left turn. Um, or that they think John Hamm is a bigger star than Jason Sudeikis. Well, I mean, but, he kind of... I mean, he's not a better star, but, I mean, he is more popular. I mean... I see why they cast. I don't see why they cast John Hamm, other than the markability. You know, Jason Statement's funny. I, he's he's a much better choice for Fletch, but John Hamm's got the the sex appeal and all that stuff that you know. I think he just generate. He's just more popular. In that what do you term, find so. the sexiest about John Hamm, Jamar? I don't. I'm just saying that I just. I know the ladies love John Hamm. Everybody yeah, loves John Hamm. But I think, so, uh, I, mean, I think the ladies love Jason Sudeikis, too. Uh, no? Not as much as John. No, I don't, I don't think you see a – yeah, I don't think so. But, I mean, he, he he would fit the role so much better. I mean, he would be so much more funnier. I mean, John Hamm's got a good sense of humor, but he's, he's not like Jason Sudeikis. It would have been much better with Jason Sudeikis. But I, I think in terms of star power, I think – John Hamm's got a bigger star power, but uh, we've also got um, let's see the oh, I lost my uh, scroll through. Sorry, going back through my news. Oh, the uh, Parks and Recreate uh, Parks and Rec album. Oh yeah, you know, out. I, I think that's already out, or at least one song came out. Because I was flipping through yeah. Apple Music and I saw it, and I'm like, wait a minute, isn't this the isn't this Andy's group? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That, what the, 
they're kind of timing it. So I think the full album will release August, sometime in August. But they're kind of like releasing a song here and there from the album. And if you pre-order, it automatically downloads. So, so far, they've re- uh, released The Pit. Yeah, that's what, that was it, yeah. And, and um, uh, 5,000 Candles in the Wind. Oh, okay. Full I haven't seen that one. Oh, cool. Full, yeah, the full-length songs. Uh, PMR, do you remember The Pit? Uh, no, I remember the episode. I remember what the pit is. I, mean, I don't remember the song. Yeah, it was his, I think it was the first time you saw Mouse Rap, but it's like, we're all in the pit. You're in the pit. Let's listen to a little bit of that, shall we? The pit. I was in the pit. You were in the pit. We all were in the pit. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Yeah. good stuff from Mouse Rat, and it's and it's Chris Pratt singing it. It's not like they brought in some yacht rock sort of band to to, to tape it. It's Chris Pratt singing all the tracks, which is also pretty fantastic. So, but uh, you know, full length, four minute version of Five Thousand Candles in the Wind. How do you go wrong with that? <laughs> so. Well, you can't. You just can't. Um, <laughs> So Chris Chris Pratt's kind of making a comeback. He's got this new uh, what is it on Amazon or Netflix? I think Amazon, right? The uh, Tomorrow War or whatever. Yeah, Tomorrow War is on, on Amazon. Amazon. Next, uh, in the, I think it's June sixth. Yeah, he's it, he's still uh, he's still making his way out there. I love it. Which we got a new trailer for it. Um, uh, in some sadder news, uh, it was revealed later or earlier this week that. Stanley's business manager, who Stanley and his daughter were suing for embezzlement and stealing money from Stan, uh, the news broke that not only did he steal money from Stanley, uh, he also stole vials of Stanley's blood. Uh, <laughs> what was he going to do with Stanley. that? Is he going to clone Stanley? If we could get the head of Walt Disney. And the blood of Stan Lee flowing through it. Ooh, I mean, that's oh my god, that's what we need. That's huge, yeah, yeah. That's comic genius right there. That would be or, great. Uh, 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 entertainment creativity. Yeah, yeah and he was sending or he was selling it in Las Vegas uh, uh, as collectibles for thousands of dollars, so you could buy a vial of Stan Lee's blood. Uh, oh, wow. There's some creep out there that'll do it. Yeah, why not? You know? I mean, yeah. Uh, the other stuff that we have, we have uh, a new season of Teen Titans coming up. Let's let's uh, see what this is all about here. Uh, so in, in this one, as you know, the trailer is playing here, and there's absolutely no audio happening. Uh, but we get Jason, we get maybe hints of. That's right. We get a Joker. We got Red Hood. Uh, you know, kind of. Uh, this is a Gotham. This is Gotham. Uh, Titans has kind of turned into the Batman show that we all wanted, I think, rather than Gotham. Yeah, it's like when they finally said, okay, in season two, you can have a Batman appear. It's like, oh, well, now Batman's taking over the whole thing. <laughs> right. All of a really sudden, Hawk and Dove are like, what the fuck? I thought we had a story. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because in this trailer, what you've seen is snippets of Hawk and Dove and, and Raven and everything. And then you see Jason Todd. Um, uh, tease that he's going to get beaten near to death and become Red Hood. And so you see Dick, 
you see Jason and you see uh, Bruce Wayne again. Like that's the focus of the Titan season season three trailer. So yeah, it's, they've basically co-opted the show. Wow. Well, but, good yeah. for them, I think. They'll be good. Uh, yeah, speak- that, that last season was just so bad that, I mean, the first season was so good, and then the last season, especially that last episode, was so bad. It was just like, I, I had I just lost interest in it, which is sad, because it started out so strong. And just well, kinda... I think the, the laughable piece is, is the way Donna Troy died. Oh, like, my why, God. I, why the hell would that kill her? Yeah, it, that was so ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it made no sense. I don't know who wrote that. We've got uh, another story from D.C., Brad. Uh, This has kind of made the rounds. Like, this was uh, lots of people were discussing this earlier in the week, but um, D.C. vetoed uh, the Harley Quinn cartoon show on HBO Max and and a D.C. universe. Right. They had a scene scene where uh, Batman performs oral sex on Catwoman, (laughs) and it was... And it was mixed. It was it was removed I from mean, the. Uh, it, so yeah, I mean, I, which I love Harley Quinn. I think it's great, and I think it's funny, and it's uh, it can get a little body there and everything. I don't know. If, I, I'm I'm okay with that decision. I think I, well, I would have been. What's okay. funny? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What's funny is that DC said Batman wouldn't do that. So <laughs> and, I guess technically Batman's a selfish lover. <laughs> right, but we've already seen how. <laughs> Bat, what kind of lover Batman is and uh, the killing joke, right? That's true. So, That's again, true. Uh, it's a little, I don't know, a little all over the place. Jim Lee, we need a, we need you to talk to us and tell us exactly what your uh, decisions are here. Uh, well, so, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say real quick. Um, I meant to mention this a while back. Has anybody seen Batman Dying is Easy? It's a, like a half-hour uh, fan-made film that you can find on YouTube, uh, and it's pretty, 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 pretty good. I've been watching a lot of Curb recently. I, I have not seen it. What's the uh, what's the storyline, Brad? I don't know. I, it's uh, I, I forgot because I watched it about two months ago, <laughs> and then I've <laughs> su- subsequently watched Batman Dead End again, which is him versus Predator. Uh, this one is, uh, again, it's fantastic special effects and everything, and it's this, you know, dark Batman story that we all want, great costume and, uh, pretty, you know, pretty decent acting. And they try to squeeze in as many, you know, characters, uh, villains as they can into it and everything. So it's just kind of a showcase of, hey, look what we, we, you know, we put together a show. Like a bunch of random friends just put together a podcast and, you know, people are supposed to think it's great or something like that. That'd be nice. Yeah. What what a dream. What a world that would be. <laughs> it would be a great world. Um what else news? You know what would Yeah. Uh one one other thing and I was going to add something to what you said. Um one other uh story and this is it seems like a really a uh a, a miss like a, a missed opportunity. But since Lego has moved over to Universal for a lot of their licensing and moved to the and I guess a part of that was was also uh, there was a film component to that. Uh, DC and Warner Brothers has kind of lost some of that that um, uh, synergy with them, and because of that, we are not going to be getting Batman uh, Lego Batman Two, which had already been gone. It had already gone into like pre-production and everything. Uh, do you know who was the uh, who was writing the script PMR for uh, ba- Lego Batman Two? No, who was writing it? 
Dan Harmon. Oh, really? From Community wow. and uh, and Rick and Morty. And oh, the other man. person that the other guy who's co-writing it with is the is the showrunner for the Loki series. So what the hell happened again? What? Why are they doing this? Because Universal has started partnering with Lego, and so if you notice, like on Cartoon Network, we used to get like a DC Lego movie or a DC Lego special. Now we're getting Jurassic Park Lego specials and stuff like that. Something happened with their with their partnerships. They will still they still make DC toys, but like the film rights and stuff have shifted over to Lego uh, to Universal. Uh oh, Brian, oh. did we lose you? Podman Ron, are you there? there? There may be something to that audio thing after all. Wow, how about that? Or the conspiracy theory thing. Oh man. <laughs> Brian, are you still on the line? Are you okay, Brian? Brian, are you okay? Are you okay, Brian? Uh, we're never gonna hear the end of this one, Podman Ron. No no. All right, well, let me mark this time here. Hold on. That's, I still hear him. I hear people screaming in the background. I think that's him. Is that you, Podman Ron? I'm here. No, that ain't me. I don't know okay, his audio still working. I think Brian just stopped working. I think his audio is fine. No, where's my headphones? <laughs> I think he did this on purpose. I think so too. I. Well, folks in the green room, Brian was uh, advocating for better, a better, uh, better sound audio, better yeah. audio and everything. And, and, uh, and, and I argued with them saying, oh, everything's fine with our audio. Yeah, nothing's wrong with our audio. Well, nothing's wrong with our audio. Yeah. And, uh, so I think, I think Brian planned this. Yeah. Well, uh, can I'm back. Can oh, you hear me? Yeah. We, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So next I'm going to, and the other thing we discussed in the, in the uh, green room was uh, PMR's, you know, knack for grabbing a bag of uh, Doritos during the podcast <laughs> or, or driving through. Not gr- so far, I he's not, not drank Doritos. or ate anything. So he's. he's... Uh, well, I'm drinking, but you can't hear oh, okay. me drink. No. But, or, or his knack for going, driving through uh, Starbucks during the podcast. That's so I've decided not- I'm going to start uh, doing some lawn work. During the podcast, <laughs> reprimanding the kids, maybe, maybe catch a quick shower during yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I told you to get back in the closet. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. It shows the pod men are just everyday people, and, not big yeah. celebrities. Maybe, maybe you can <laughs> hand out a business card at Starbucks for sponsorship. Uh, yeah, okay, sir, I'll pass this along to my manager. <laughs> We're just everyday people with a subpar podcast. That's all it is. Well, since the podcast is slowly dying, let's just let's let's transfer. Let's let's go over to the uh, the the more happy part of our news, the brighter side of the in memoriam, shall we? <laughs> what, what is going on with the podcast here today? Well, let's let's get some good news here. They're solid plastic, so don't settle for imitation. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. What the hell is this? It's the log opening. Baby, if you've ever wondered. Oh, man. 
Cincinnati WKRP Frank, Frank Bonner Bonner or Boner what is it do we know I say Bonner out of respect I'd say Bonner <laughs> you, think, you think it would be Bonner I think it would be Bonner even uh, if it was Boner I think he'd change it to Bonner I think so too but Herb on uh, WKRP in Cincinnati which uh, I don't know if One we grew up Les Nessman would have died first is he still Les alive Les is only a year older oh wow so, wow, really? Wow. Yeah. Les is 80. Uh, Herb was 79. Yeah. I uh, love WKRP in Cincinnati. I, and uh, I always liked Herb. I like the whole cast. Yeah, it was I, a I great ensemble. On that cast. Yeah, it was really a great, great cast. So it's uh, – he's not the first one from that cast that uh, has passed on, but – Oh, I guess Art, uh, the boss, yeah, right? Yeah, Art. Art, yeah, Mr. Car, uh, Car, not Art Mr. Carlson. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Carlson. Carlson. I think I was getting real. Uh, Is Lonnie uh, Anderson still around? I think and so. Oh, uh, yeah. Hesman. Yeah. Howard Hessman, Lonnie Anderson. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've just dropped out of sight. Uh, Howard Hessman, he has definitely dropped out of sight. You know, Tim Reed used to be on, you know, Venus. Yeah. He used to be on a lot of stuff there yeah. for a while. Back, you know, in the 80s and somewhat in the 90s. But he's kind of. I guess, you know, you get old, you got money, you ain't going to want to Yeah, you got that sweet WKRP money rolling in. <laughs> Those residuals oh, yeah. just keep giving. But some of them got the new WKRP money, too. Oh, yeah, that's that true. That on for like two seasons. I mean, that wasn't just – oh, you know what? Guess who else was on WKRP? Who? Tawny, Tawny Tatum. Tawny – was she on the new one? She was on the new one. Okay, she that's was what, the, she, she was, was the Lonnie Anderson. Gotcha. Okay. I'd yeah. like to watch those again. They, maybe the old ones, maybe not the new ones. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you can find it on Tubi, Brad. I guess so. Yeah, I'll check that get that out on Tubi. All right. Well, Frank Bonner, Boner, you will be missed. Uh, another big one that, uh, from the the geek standpoint, another big death occurred uh, this week. And uh, a, I mean, what's this all about? Don't say anything. Just do it. <laughs> just drop them, boy. Yes, we. Uh, this is not from Superman, I don't think. You don't hit your balls, good old you fucking eat. Yeah, well, day board. Yeah, so uh, Ned Beatty, uh, from our good friend from uh, Otis from the Superman uh, movies, uh, passed away, and uh, we remember him there as we remember him squealing like a pig, just like in Deliverance. But you know what? I, honestly, I thought Ned Beatty had died several years ago, so I'm, you know. Maybe that's the mandolin effect. Uh, you're you could, probably, you know, uh, I think you're, you're confusing him with the dad on a team roll. The James Hampton? <gasps> okay, this is a family show, Brad. Oh, I'm we, sorry. You're absolutely right, Podman Ron. We're trying to clean up our, our act. <laughs> We're trying to clean up our act and not, you know, come on, man. You're absolutely <laughs> right about that. Uh, just admiring his performance <laughs> from Deliverance. <laughs> God. You could also be mixing them up with Dom DeLuise, maybe. I'm not sure. That's true. Yeah, that could be it, too. It's it's one of them. I, it, I'm all mixed up. Or it could be the Mandela effect. It could be the Mandela or the Mandalorian or the Mandela effect. I mean, it's a, they are they're even, fucking even with us. The, the name itself could be the effect. That, that's true. Yeah, maybe it is the Mandalorian effect. It could be. Uh, um. 
Well, speaking of Mandalorians, I, I know we want to get into uh, the TV section. Uh, let's go over to movies real quick. <laughs> All right. Did uh, I know, Podman Ron, you were going to give us a mini sneak preview of In the Heights on HBO Max. Uh, what, what do you have to say about I, I, In the Heights? I, I loved it. I loved the movie. What? You love a good I musical. Did. You know, I, I'm. It's, here's the uh, emotional uh, me again. Is this movie was, uh, I guess it's a palate cleanser of all the action and superhero and the same old stuff that I constantly watch. And uh, it was nice just to see just kind of a fun, you know, musical movie that there was really a couple of touching scenes in it. And uh, uh, this cast, I'm telling you, the, the cast was fantastic. You will see these guys again, all for the main cast. Pop cast well, some of them fantastic. we've seen already, right? Uh, and we will see again yeah. in She-Hulk perhaps, right? Who? Uh, the chick from Brooklyn Nine Nine, Stephanie Beatrice, uh, or something like Beatrice, that. Beatrice, yeah. Is she in She Hulk? I thought she was, but maybe she was rumored to be She Hulk. But she was rumored, but she's not. Oh, okay, in gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I'm sorry. And she had kind of a she had a small part in this. I mean, she it wasn't like one of the main leads. Um, but, but the, the main, main leads lead were really was good. Hamilton. He played uh, Alexander yeah. Hamilton's son and uh, uh, one of the other. Dude, dude was uh, very charismatic. Very, uh, he was great. He was fantastic, and uh, really good movie. I, I strongly recommend it. I know it didn't do so well at the box office. I don't know if it had anything to do with the the opening of the you know same time at the HBO. Um, most people maybe it's just not a movie they'd want to go see at the big at the, on the big screen, but uh, worth watching just to enjoy good music and uh, a good story. So, all right. You well, want you want a good palate cleansing? That would be a good movie to watch. Very good. Well, I, can, I look forward to uh, Absolute Alex's uh, to see if it's the very best musical adaptation uh, ever put on film. It yeah. probably will be for him because it's like his favorite one on Broadway. So, singing in the rain was singing in the shit. Yeah, Compared it is nothing to, like it. That's what. Yeah, that's what we're gonna get. We'll just be prepared. You know. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, great. I'm, I'm, I'm now. I now I actually want to see it a little bit, thanks to Podman Ron's review. And I'm sure after after Alex, we'll we'll have to be forced to watch it over and over and over again. Uh, speaking of being forced to watch something, uh, did you guys do your homework from the spinning wheel, the streaming? I wheel? did. I did my homework. Podman Ron. I did. All right. I did. I, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we were to watch King Arthur. Something of the Sword, Legend of the Sword, or something like that. Yeah, I think it's Legend of the Sword. Uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. Um, uh, Brian, what, what did you think of this, uh, you know, the uh, 15th version of King Arthur put on film? Well, I mean, I guess my, my issue with it is if you were going to make a King Arthur movie that completely ignored King Arthur, like... Why didn't you just do like Camelot three thousand? Yeah, and, I agree. Totally like, agree. It's it's Warner Brothers. It it isn't like they don't have it in their you know in their. Um, it's a DC comic. It's a Warner Brothers film. We've got a a, a 
uh, King Arthur film where you have, they don't recognize any of the Knights of the Round Table until the very end of the movie, but you don't have Guinevere, you don't have Lancelot, you don't have... Don't even uh, really have much Merlin, really. We have mention of him. You have mention of Merlin, right? And then this mage, who we don't even get a name, uh, you know, it's it's they completely change um, Arthur's origin. There's no Sir Ector. There's no Kay. There's no him being a squire. There's none of that. It's and it's uh, he was grown. He grew up in a brothel, and it's like what? The, and you've got all the stuff with Excalibur, where it's you know a combination of Mjolnir and a lightsaber. I remember in the books, you know, it was. <laughs> Just it was like they went so far out on this limb to basically say, "This isn't the King Arthur you knew." Right. And it was like, "Yeah, but this is just shit." Like it, 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 it shouldn't even be called King Arthur at this point. So, hey, here's the thing: it was for an action film, it was entertaining, right? For yeah. action scenes, it was entertaining. But there was no, like there was no reason this should have been called King Arthur. It could have been called Robin Hood, or it could have been called you know, whatever. Right. You know, A-Lock. It could have been called A-Lock for, oh, for, for that matter. Right? So that that was my issue. It's, it's I'm like, it's Warner Brothers. Oh, okay, Warner Brothers. And then like five minutes into this film, I'm like, why the hell am I not just watching a uh, uh, Camelot 3000 film? Like, if you want to distance yourself from King Arthur, but still kind of like, cling on to the tropes of King Arthur, that's perfect. And you already own it. You already own it. So, so yeah, a, good, that, a, a good action movie, or a decent action movie, but not a good King Arthur movie. It would have been better if they just said this was just a, a, an action movie set, um, you know, in, in, you know, ancient, or in, in England. You know, uh, what, 12th century England. Right. And just left it at that. Just leave it at that. Podman yeah, Ron. And I, I, I totally agree. Everything he said, I, it it was it was a, it was a pretty good action movie. Even that, I got it got a little bit, I don't know, over the top, and kind of boring. But I think I'm just changing in taste. It's just, you may be getting old, Podman Ron. Oh, no, I think I am. I just uh, it just wasn't as uh, what I thought it was going to be at all. So I was, it was not. It wasn't very. It wasn't as entertaining as I thought it was. I was kind of looking forward to it because you know had my guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy, but it just kind of went black. He was good. Like yeah, I mean he was all right. Yeah, he 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 convinced me that he could be a leading actor from this film. But But uh, it was very similar to the Clash of the Titans film we got ten years ago. (laughs) Right, like you know, just uh, why bother? it, It didn't even happen. Um, I will say this, like I've read in the past uh, two years, probably uh, I read the once and future King. Right. And what's wild is the King Arthur film that most closely follows the book is um, uh, oh, what's the Disney film. Oh, the um, sword in the stone. Sword, sword in the stone. Yeah. yeah. Because when when Arthur was a child, Merlin would visit Sir Ector's, you know, castle, and uh, he, 
uh, Arthur would go on these adventures with Merlin. Well, I said at 702, she was throwing up at the bar. Pod, Podman Ron, as you're taking the garbage out, if you could mute us, maybe. Thank you. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, Arthur would go on these adventures with Merlin, where Merlin would, like, uh, transfigure him into a fish or an army or a bird, or that yep. sort of thing. And, and, and Robert, and he was he was teaching Arthur these lessons because he knew that Arthur was going to end up being the king, um, because Ar- because Merlin lived backwards, like like Merlin uh, would got younger, and so you know Arthur and everybody else grew grew up and he grew down, so right. he already knew what was going to happen. But yeah, the um, and which is interesting to me because. Well, if that's the closest adaptation to the beginning of the Arth- of the um, King Arthur story and Camelot story, it would almost be cool as if, if they had done a sequel. Yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of showed like the next the next phase of it. But yeah, I was I found that interesting, and I had no idea that. I always thought that was just like Disney, Disney fight, just being Disney. But, yeah, but it wasn't. That was actually the way the the T. H. White wrote the book. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let us not forget, was it just, was it, was it, oh, Excalibur. Yeah, not Camelot. Camelot yeah. was the musical, which I'm sure Alex loves. I loved it too. Uh, but Excalibur was the uh, British with uh, young uh, uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Stewart. Yeah. And. Yep. Uh, Ellen Mirren. Uh, oh, shit. What's his name? Liam Neeson, I believe. Was Liam Neeson. As well. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Byrne. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That, which that still holds up. I saw it a couple of years ago. It still holds up. Yeah. You know, I will say that but, that uh, I, I agree with what we said about King Arthur. I was I liked it better than I thought it was because I kind of went into it a little bit blind. The only thing I really knew was that it was Guy Ritchie. Um, but I thought it was going to be more of a, you know, this is the real story of King Arthur. Kind of like this is the real story of Robin Hood with Russell Crowe. And it would be, yeah. you know, no fantasy or whatever, just kind of stripped down, you know, medieval type thing. So I was kind of pleasantly surprised when it had the fantasy elements in it and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this isn't taking itself very seriously. Um, and and you know, to your point that this could have been called anything else, uh, I did think that it was kind of interesting the way they put the little twist on the Sword of the Stone uh, where it, the you know, his yeah, father the threw, this, threw the uh, sword up, and it went in his back, and that became the sword. And so I'm like, okay, that's I, yeah. I admired that. I thought that was kind of a, a cool thing. It had nothing to do with everything you knew about King Arthur beforehand. But I'm like, okay, reinvented a little bit. That's fine. Yeah, that was the coolest part. Um, but then the stuff that they kind of tacked on, right? Right. They, right. Uh, the um, you know, Uther. Uther was the bad guy. Uther like raped. Um, uh, the Lot's wife, and and that's where um, Morgoth came from, right? Right, right. And then you've got, uh, uh, but he was he was the bad guy, and in this, you know, they made him the good guy, and uh, he didn't have a brother. What was that guy's? What was Jude Law's character's name in the film? Uh, Mordred. Mordred. No, no, no. Mordred. Uh, Mordred. That's another thing that changed. Yeah, Mordred yeah. was Arthur's son, and this Mordred was attacking the castle when Uther was the king. Okay, so that, that was that, it. Yeah, yeah. It was like, why? Why the hell would you even use the name Mordred at that point? That was just weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Jude Law's character, ah, it starts with a B. But anyway, 
that is they pulled that from uh, another like um like anglo-saxon like text and stuff gotcha and uh they kind of like hobbled it together but there was a ruler of england uh that either went by that name or that was his title and, and they're not sure of which, but they've heard reference of that, but it has nothing to do with Arthur or Camelot or anything like that. Gotcha. They just kind of fused them together because they needed a new bad guy. They needed a bad guy. Which, and, uh, you know, the other thing that I liked a lot was uh, Jude Law's, uh, you know, Deathbringer character or whatever when he kind of got, mm-hmm. uh, it looked like a Frank Frazetta painting. You know, the, the, the character design of that looked pretty cool. Uh, but other than that, I, I will say this, that I, I realized it um, when watching the movie. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, now that you think about it, Guy Ritchie really is like Zack Snyder. He loves his kind of cinematic shots. He can frame a picture pretty and stuff like that. Loves a good slow-mo, you know. And every once in a while does the speed up of the camera, <laughs> you know, trick to, and stuff like that. I'm like, and he, he kind of does the, the same thing over and over again, Guy Ritchie does. Just like right. Zack Snyder does the same thing over and So he either... It, like it and go with it, or you're like, this guy's got to do something different, right? Right. Well, and even when I think the most eye rolly part of the whole thing was when he did the uh, the mounted camera running scene, you know, where everybody was trying to like run. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the the knights were at the uh, were uh, you know breaking into the brothel and they're right. all running that mounted camera thing on them. Yeah. I hate that shot. It is like it is, but he loves it. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, it was an okay Guy Ritchie movie, I guess. So it was fine. I will uh, again. It exceeded my expectations because I thought I was going to go in and get something different. So I was happy to see some of the elements of it. That being said, I watched it once, and my life continues. So I'll give it a two. No, you know, no, no need to watch it if you haven't. But if you <laughs> if you feel like uh, you need to watch something. And you want to watch a medieval type movie? Go ahead and watch this one. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'd be better off watching Excalibur. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, and I looked it up. His name was uh, Vortigern. But yeah, there was apparently either a ruler or a ruler whose title was Vortigern in like Anglo-Saxon England, by you know, uh, in the eight hundreds or whatever. Gotcha. And uh, I guess that's where they kind of hobbled it together. But yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's it. It's probably a two solely based on uh, Charlie Hoonan's, like, kind of charisma yep. and, and what he did through the film. Like, he he did his damnedest. And he was, he was uh, you know, cool uh, in the film, like, uh, the, uh, you know, how he portrayed the, the character. Or, you know, he was believable as a leading man. Right. Which is kind of yeah. interesting because now he's not getting leading man roles anymore. He ain't done so. shit recently. Yeah, this probably was his last no, movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, I actually think, is was this his last movie? Because I haven't seen him in anything. We've not heard I from him. That theory. So what now? It's his last film that he was the star of. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, and his star was on the rise because I really didn't, you know, everybody knows that I didn't watch Sons of Anarchy until just recently in the past six, seven months. And uh, I, I remember back in the, you know, when that was on in the early 2010s, everybody talking about this guy. They were always wanting him to be Green Arrow and all that. He was always being rumored to be cast as 
Green Arrow or somebody. <laughs> and he got put and, in Pacific uh, Rim. And and uh, and then he was in Pacific Rim, and you know it was like, who is this guy? Why is he so popular? And it was because of Sons of Anarchy. Well, then that show ended, and uh, I think everybody thought he was going to have a a huge role, be a big leading man, and it just never panned out for him. It don't seem like. And well, I, he did Pacific Rim, and it did okay, but he didn't play Jax. Right. Right. This movie, it's basically like he's playing uh, Jax playing King Arthur. Oh, and you know so. what? In, in all honesty, he probably wouldn't have been a bad Green Arrow. I mean, I, I think he could make his way into one of these superhero movies. Yeah, he could have been a good Green uh, Guy Gardner. Got a little sure. cocky attitude. Uh, I, I think Brian and I yeah. gave it a two, Podman Ron. What do you say? Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I, I'd, I'd give it a two. It, it didn't really keep my interest much at all, but, you know, that's just, that's again, just I'm, That's uh, my old age. Well, well it's, I'm, not, I'm not also a medieval person. Like, you know, I'm, I don't get into sword and sorcery stuff too much. That kind so of could, could you imagine, like, what could have been if somebody at Warner Brothers had said, hey, why don't we just make this Camelot 3000? I honestly like, don't, do not know why there hasn't been a Camelot 3000 movie made. I mean, that, even, that, I even mean, if you that cast the same out. people, even if you cast the exact same people in this film. That would be kind of interesting, yeah. That that book has been out for 35 years. That that would explain why Merlin was, was a woman instead of a man. I mean, that's all he had to do. That was Merlin. You know, just like they did with... Um, uh, Loki? Was it... Who was it they, they gender-swapped uh, in Camelot 3000? Uh, one of the knights, yeah. Was it Lancelot? No, it was one of the knights. Tristan. It was Tristan, wasn't it? Yeah, it Tristan, Tristan, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, did you guys pick that up at the very end of the film? That Wet Stick and one of the other ones, those were actually Tristan and Percival. Yeah, yeah. Like so you said, they, there was no mention until the very end, like you said, when the, the, the round end, table. Yeah. They were just getting going. Two hours into it, they were just starting. Again, Guy Ritchie, I don't know if you heard me, Podman Ron, uh, I, I compared Guy Ritchie to Zack Snyder. You either kind of like him and he, has, he does the same shtick over and over again, or you can't stand him. Um, anyway, all right, uh, so let's, uh, what do we go, where are we going next? Let's spin the wheel, see who, who watches what. Let's find out. Oh, Jesus, it's me. I won that streaming wheel. All right. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't picked a uh, new movie for HBO Max to replace King Arthur, uh, but just taking a quick I, look around, do you have a suggestion, Brian? I think I might. Um, I'm going to let you guys uh, narrow it down. We've got an American Pickle. I've seen most of that. Uh, best in Show. Uh, yeah, oh, we've seen that. Darkest Hour. <sighs> what? Who's in Darkest Hour? That sounds familiar. It's about uh, um, Churchill. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Gary Oldman. I have not seen that. Um, this is Spinal Tap. Oh, that's have a classic. Yep. Yeah. Is this for the uh, wheel or is this for retro? Uh, this no, this is, is for the wheel to replace King Arthur. Yeah, I'm just oh. giving some ideas out there, and. Uh, Life of Pi. I've seen that. Uh, 
Uh, well, my so I finest hour uh, would be fine for me, or darkest Dark, finest hour, yeah, darkest yeah. hour, finest hour was Chris Pine, I think, right? Uh, the one that I picked out was uh, Bangkok Dangerous with Nick Cage. Has anyone seen that? No, I haven't seen that. I'm not. All right, what do you, what do you want to do? We want to flip a coin here. So, uh, now Nick, we got Cage real... should, Nick Cage should always win. All right, we'll we'll replace. Nick Cage trumps anything. I mean, come on. All right, well I let's can, uh, let's can... spin the wheel here and see what I'm going to be forced to watch. Landed on King Arthur, uh, only because I haven't uh, changed the uh, thing here, so it looks like it's going to be ba- Bangkok Dangerous for me. Oh well, you lucked up, man. Dangerous. All well, right, I, um, I may I may watch that also. That just sounds good. I would I would invite you to join me to watch it. That would be fine with me. Yeah, I mean, shit, that's awesome. All right. Well, hey, moving from Bangkok to Asgard to uh, to. Uh, Alabama to the DVR, wherever we are here. Uh, let's go to TV and talk to Loki. All right, what are the Podmen watching? The Podmen and everybody else are watching Loki. Uh, second episode. Uh, Brian, does the second episode still still hold up as strong as first episode? Is this the is this the series we've been waiting for? Not really. Oh, I, I, I understand why they need this episode because it's only six. Epi- it, you know, the whole series is six episodes, so they had to cover a lot of freaking ground very quickly in this episode because you had to move from Loki, you know, buying in, helping out, so that you could get to the end of the episode where you, you're questioning whether he turned on him or not, right? So they had to cover a ton of ground in this episode, and I understand that. But at the same time, this was nowhere near as entertaining as the first episode. Uh, even though we got the uh, female Loki that you had predicted. Even though we got the female Loki that we predicted, you know, she showed up at the very end. And honestly, it's like, why? She, really, she's Enchantress, not Loki. But, okay. You know, I don't know why <laughs> they don't want to call her Enchantress, but... You know, uh, yeah, I, it was fine. I understand why they did it. You know, now the good news is episode three, they can get on to more entertaining stuff. Now that they, you know, unpacked all of this episode and, and established everything. But yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, a, it wasn't the destination. You had to move through this, this stuff to get on to the, to get on with the story. Get the story going. Yeah. And Podman Ron, the, um, yeah, you know, there, there's rumors going around, if you believe the internet, that maybe the Time Lords or whatever they're called, the Time Managers, uh, they're long since dead. They're gone or somewhere or another. And this judge that seems a little bit on the, you know, iffy side, uh, that maybe she's pulling the strings here or she's one of them or something well, like I that. Well, I mean, it was kind of obvious with her response to Loki, I mean, to Morpheus, uh, Morpheus or what the hell his name is. Um, yeah, when he, he asked about them and she's like, oh, oh they're fine. They're, you know, and it was like, okay, can we be any more telling with that? that <laughs> there's something up with that. I mean, she could have looked, little, she could have winked at the camera maybe. If that, uh, that would have yeah, been helpful. I mean, or, like, or, come on. 
Or pulled her collar, like, I'm glad you asked. But but I also agree with Brian. I, I'm glad he said this because I thought maybe it was just me not paying much attention to the episode. But I, I found the episode kind of a little on the boring side. It was a lot of, I just, I it wasn't as uh, fun as the first episode, and uh, and uh, and I guess uh, like he said, I guess they had to jump through these hoops to get get us more into the story. But I just I just found it very boring, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why the uh, Loki female Loki was blonde instead of black haired, uh-huh. but yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 she she kept it, you know entrancing people like that's the enchantress. Like yeah, well, I don't understand why we're not calling her the enchantress, but yeah, enchantress has blonde hair. Enchantress wears all green. Like why is this Loki not the enchantress? I just yeah, it made no sense. That made no sense, and. uh there's there's another question I have is you know she's she wants to destroy the timeline she wants to and I think that's what's going to happen because if you think about it what what's it called in here the the, the prime timeline the yeah and every time there's a variant they destroy it they destroy that timeline because they don't want any variants which is basically a divergence so. If she destroys the main timeline, you're going to have a multiverse now. You know, you're going to have all mm-hmm. kinds of divergence. So I think this is going to lead why we're going to have the multiverse more, I believe. Just my theory. But also, if they destroy these uh, these uh, variants, isn't Steve Rogers a variant? Because didn't he? Uh, they're go saying back that was and... supposed to be, that was supposed to happen. No, 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 no. Endgame was supposed to happen, but ah. Steve Roger going back, was that supposed to happen? I mean, he's, he's definitely becoming, he's changed the timeline. I mean, he's made a variant, he's made a divergence in it because, you know. Well, that's what the, that goes back to the whole um, uh, Peggy Carter thing because they said, you know, he went back in time to marry Peggy and live his life with Peggy. Right. And then when you saw Peggy in Winter Soldier when she was dying, you know, uh, or was it uh, Civil War? One of or not, yeah, uh, yeah. One of them. One of the movies. She, you know, Civil she War. had she had the picture on her nightstand. Uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, but she had a picture on the nightstand, but the the husband wasn't there, so she had kids. But no, the, but... Hus- the husband wasn't pictured. But the, the uh, Russo said that he went back and lived with her in an alternate timeline. Right. That's that is how that's the Marvel way it happens in the Marvel comic books. Is you know, it's when a character goes back in time, they change the timeline. They don't change the main time. They don't change right. the timeline they came from. They make a divergent timeline. So. You know, they're not really changing their future. They're just creating another future. They're just creating another timeline. So. And you can't is, go, once you go back, you can't return to your original timeline. Right. You can't go back over. He has. I mean, he did. We don't know how he, he managed. Maybe Dr. Strange helped him out or something. But I mean, that's. But <laughs> if I'm understanding this whole Loki business. The TVA keeps 
the prime timeline. They, you know, they right. don't want any variants to happen. So what I'm describing, they go back and they wipe those variants out. They set those little time things and, and, and wipe those little lines out. So you keep a constant main stream, the, the main one. So without any of these diversions. So that's why I'm saying, I think maybe she's or Loki or whatever the hell it is, is going to be the one that destroys that. And that's why we're going to have all these, you know, multi-universes. Well, yeah, they Just call the it multiversal madness. So I mean, right. it's all going to be left, you know, you know, in a shit, as a shit show. <laughs> right. Are we, uh, and, and, and maybe that's why Steve Rogers was able to do what he was do- doing because Time knows no, I mean, it's time. So it could have happened already, and, you know, and well, that's the, why it's there. The so. series started in 2012, right? We don't, they're outside of time. Oh, uh, yeah, in they're the outside linear, of time. In the linear timeline, it was 2012, the last time. Uh, we yeah, that's was a good there, point. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a really uh, good point. I didn't think about that. The, did, did either of you think when all those bombs those started, like, dropping in, they were going to, start showing up in the TVA? I did, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was all going to start showing in the TVA and just destroying the TVA, like, mm. uh, hub or whatever. Right. So, I, I guess my question is, where did they go? You know, I, I, they went to different times, right, in the timeline, but are they key events that they went to? Right. You I mean, they have to be. That's it's what it seems like, right? Yeah, they're going, she's wiping out key events, I, I guess, is what's going to happen. So... Hopefully, episode three will explain all. Explain it all. Well, and, and, and I guess the question is, what key events are going to get wiped out? Is it things we've already seen, or things that have been alluded to, or entirely, you know, untouched, you know, ground, you know. So. And are we going to see King in here? Yeah, there's uh, people are all <laughs> Mephistoing uh, King, yeah. saying that he's one of the Time Lords and he's going to make an appearance here. Well, that's the that's the what. PMR and you were saying earlier, right? I mean, if the time uh, monitors are already dead, right? Then who killed them? Well, Kang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if Kang yeah. killed them, he's the one running this judge. And that, yeah, that's the speculation because you know, in the comic book, Kang had a girlfriend that he was in love with. I, I, I can't think of her name, but he was obsessed with this woman. So I mean, this could be Sim. her. You know, so. Well, and, and they kept alluding to there being another handler, but they wouldn't say who it was. Right, right. So that other handler could be Kang. Well, what's his real name? Like, uh, it's Richards. It's, uh, it's Nathaniel Richards. Yeah. Um, the 12th or it's something. It's a right? relative. Yeah. yeah, it's well, actually, it's uh, Reed Richards' dad. It's uh, Ramatut, Nathaniel Richards. I forgot all about the the, stuff. That's going to be hard yeah, to explain. Yeah, it's because <laughs> he went back. Nathaniel Richards went back in time, and I could be get wrong on this. Became Rama Tut, a pharaoh, became a and, pharaoh yeah. and then because he had the, you know, he was able to go back in time and in those days and build the pyramids and stuff using science of the day, and everybody made him king because he looked like a, you know, a, a wizard, you know, because he was able to do all this future stuff. <laughs> and then when he got bored with that, he went further into the future and became king. Right, right. But that's my point is is you could say this Let's, other handler was was Nathaniel Richards, right? And 
he's got this secret go the secret thing going on with the uh, judge, and either they've already killed the time monitors or they are going to kill the time monitors. But it I think be they've basically. already killed them. Or either, and, yeah. and either way, but that could be the ascension. So they've teased heavily that there's another agent or handler other than Mobius. Um, and so, if yeah, that's right. that. That's where we're kind of getting into is, is that kind of stuff. I will point out in the in this that. Marvel or Disney or whoever the hell it is these days was really big into uh, playing up the buddy cop thing with uh, Captain with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And, and they had, to me, no chemistry at all. But Owen Wilson and uh, Loki there, they got good chemistry. And actually, uh, they played the buddy cop thing pretty damn well. All right. you love, yeah, And we know you love a good buddy cop show movie. i do love a good buddy cop movie yeah ain't nothing and, uh, no yeah and and falcon and the winter soldier really disappointed in that regard I, I thought they did a poor job with that so which would you say is the tango and which one's the cash which one on the and loki which on the loki on the loki oh loki's de- which one uh loki is definitely uh kurt russell you think so? Yeah, because he's like a wild card, you know, and and he's a wild Kurt card. Russell, but of the two, he seems a little more uptight. Maybe uh, he's the cash. But no, because because he's the one coming up with these crazy schemes, and Morpheus is looking at him like, ah, ah can't do that. Tango. Like Sylvester Stallone would do, you know, Sylvester Stallone. Which one was Tango? Which one was Cash? Cash was alone, and Tango was Kurt Russell. Yeah, so there you go. So definitely, that's... And Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're too boring. They they, they couldn't even reach Tango and Cash level A Buddy Cop. That's what I could go for, is a Tango and Cash reboot with Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell today. I, I wish... You, know, you mean a there's, sequel? There's, there's your... There's your your, uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, now we reboot. I mean, the sequel. There's your retirement home, uh, film. <laughs> no, don't, don't give it away. Not, 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 not. It, it's Tango not. and Cash. But they should do a Tango and Cash. Like, in, in, they could be in Florida. They could do the old, uh, Running Scared from, you know, Billy Crystal's movie, uh, back in the day, which was a good movie with the late, great Gregory Hines. But you got, you have, and you know what? Feel free to use this. You have Tango and Cash in a retirement home in Boca Raton, Florida, and then a murder happens. Boom. You have action and adventure as these senior citizens are uh, Tango and Cash in it, you know? Or what about somebody gets put in the witness protection program and uh, all hell breaks loose and uh, now, uh, you know, Mafia's coming to try and kill him and Tango and Cash got to knock, you know. Oh, I love it. You know why? It could be a former drug boss that they busted before or his so, brother, and he's in the same retirement home, and they're like, huh, this guy looks familiar. And then they investigate it, and they find out who it is, but in the second and third act, you have the the mob come. They find out, and then they kidnap Terry Hatcher all over again. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Boom. 
God. How long can you send me the royalties? Go and send me something. Give me 1% of it. 1% of the $10 million it'll make. I would argue, if you put Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell in a film together, they've got enough charisma to carry it. Oh, absolutely. So, even at this age, it would be unbelievable. There you go. It, it wouldn't be just unbelievable. It would be it would be awesome. I mean, Tango and Cash today, fighting crime in a nursing home, the comedy itself, it just writes itself. I mean, come on. We all know uh, Sly Stallone is, is trying to retread all of his old projects, right? So, yeah, I mean, I... Re-editing Rocky Four. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm watching the goddamn uh, montage right now of them playing shuffleboard and arguing with, you know, older citizens. And, oh, what a montage that would be. You know, I would like to see, now that we're, since we're, you know, Cash, talking on, fantasy Cash, movies. Cash has the, uh, the lawn that wins lawn of the month every month, right? Tango. Yes. Yeah. Tango like, has, like, like, a, like, a boat in the driveway that hadn't been well, able to sail. And- Tango keeps getting notices from the Homeowners Association. And and Sylvain and, and Cash is uh, on it. He's the one sending them to him. He's like, oh, Cash! <laughs> I would like to see a movie a little bit like uh, Last Action Hero. So you could do this with uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever, where they play, uh, they pull Eddie Murphy and play multiple played their characters from multiple movies. Uh, again, you got to figure out all the rights and studios and all that kind of crap. But yeah, have uh, whichever one he was, Tango or Cash, uh, team up with Cobra and go after Rambo and they go see a boxing match and all, but have him playing all the different roles of roles that he has played before. And it's because he has dementia. And it's, yeah, it's all happening in his mind. So, like, the third act, you're like, oh, this is great. And then the third act, when you drop that bomb on the audience yeah. and really play up for the yeah. Oscar win. Yeah, a, p- a person <laughs> like Podman Ron would go there for the action movies and then find out that, yeah, this is really a, a touching uh, movie with a heart attack. I know, man. I swear to God, I think my testosterone in my old age has dropped. And maybe I'm getting estrogen or something because I'm like, Tearing up at these damn movies all of a sudden. Yeah, in the heights of I don't know what the hell's wrong with it. Hey, it is. There's some really good scenes in there. All I mean, right, I'm not fighting you. I'm not fighting you. Sorry. I'm just saying. Like, all right. Anyway. All right. Uh, what do we got? Uh, we got a couple of uh, anything else with Loki. We hope it will get better, but we still love it. Fair enough? Fair enough. It's still, it's still better than Winter Soldier and Falcon. I mean, still much better than that, turd. All right. Speaking of turds. Podman Ryan, what kind of retro review you got? You, uh, I guess <laughs> King, King Arthur got you excited to watch some uh, action movies from the UK, I guess. I'm not really sure what got you into well, Layer Cake. Well, my son got me into Layer Cake. He, uh, I went and visited him this weekend, past weekend in Nashville and uh he recommended us watch layer cake he had heard it was good and I had heard it you know it was it was when when uh Daniel Craig was cast as 007 the only movie I ever heard that he was in was layer cake they were like layer cake so uh so I'm like I must be pretty goddamn good and uh I was wrong it was absolutely boring and I mean 
all they did was they'd go from one group to talk to them to another group to talk to them. And all the groups, all everybody looked the same. It was like, are they, who are they talking to now? I mean, I, it was, it was very boring. I, I, I fell asleep during it. I'll be honest with you. I got halfway through it and fell asleep because all they did was just talk and go talk to more gangsters and then meet up with another set of gangsters and talk to them. How did Alex enjoy they it? They called it a layer cake. He, he, he hated it too. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you're both <laughs> disappointed pod men there. Yeah. I, you know, I was very disappointed because I thought, oh, this is, you know, it's going to be great. I mean, it had Cole Meany in it too. I mean, come on. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, it's been a while since Cole, I've seen it. Yeah. Cole Meany had second billing on this. So. <laughs> yeah. You were expecting good stuff. Ho, ho, ho. I forgot there was a little window there in the uh, early 2000s that Cole Meany was, uh, actually had some starring roles and stuff after Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I was uh, very disappointed in this. I, I would give this definitely a, a one. Uh, and I, I could be wrong, but... But it sucked. I could yeah, be wrong, but I thought it, it sucked. You know, yeah. 15, 17 years ago when it came out, and, you know, not hating it. I don't I don't remember much about it. I mean, it's got Richie also, isn't it? That's what I was trying to think, yeah. I, oh, think I was it too is, lazy to actually. look it up, though. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it actually is Guy Richie. I think, cause that was, uh, I think that was another re- way uh, Alex sold me on it. Cause I was like, oh, Guy Richie, okay, cool. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I, it was very disappointing, and I and I didn't want to. Die. I went in it, you know, looking forward to it. So maybe I went in it too excited about it. Yeah, you were expecting it to be the best of the best, and it was not. <clears throat> oh, good lead, Brad. It was not. Uh, it's not Guy Ritchie. It's Matthew Vaughn. Oh, that's right. That was it. Yeah. that was it. That was it. He got me in it because he kept saying it was Matthew Vaughn. I was like, oh, first class, awesome. So, yeah, All Matthew right. Bond, who sure. did uh, uh, <laughs> Stardust, right? X-Men First Class. Yeah. And I mean, uh, Kick-Ass. Yeah, I, did he do uh, Kingsman also? And Kingsman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's what he got me in on it. And I was like, I was looking looking forward to it, but mm, not so much. It was a little bit of disappointment. All right, disappointing uh Layer cake, not not a very good left left a bad taste in your mouth. The layer cake. I will tell you, looking at this IMDb, there is a ton of actors in this. Obviously, Daniel Craig, right? Sienna Miller, Michael Gabon, Gabon, Dumbledore yep. was in it. Yep. Tom, it. Tom Hardy, it was Bane, yep. and, and yep. you know numerous other things. Uh, Burn Gorman. Who's like the creepy looking guy? He's in everything now, but he's the creepy looking guy from uh, uh, Pacific Rim. He was actually the good guy. You know, he was creepy looking, so everybody thought he'd be the bad guy. Yeah, and then Cold Meany. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's some uh, some up and comers in this film. Did not like it. Did not care for it. Did not hold my interest whatsoever. I felt like I needed a uh, a guide just to figure out who all these fucking people were. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like... huh. 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 Listen to Brian. Huh. All right, Brian. What what have you got? You uh, you stuck with action movies as well? It looks like I did stick with action movies. 
And I was kind of shocked when I saw this in Netflix because it's one of those forgotten 80s classics. Oh. I, I remember this film was on HBO nonstop for like, uh, you know, 1988 to 1991. Like, you could turn on HBO and once a week this, this film was showing. Uh, Starring uh, James Earl Jones. Oh. Sally Kirkland. <laughs> PMR, you want to take a guess as to what the film is? Sally Kirkman and James Earl Jones? Sally Kirkland, James Earl Jones. It's an action film. Chris Penn. Mm-hmm. And Eric Roberts. Oh, God. The Coca-Cola no Kid. Idea. The best of the best. Oh, well, hell, I knew that because it says best of the best in our notes. Oh, well, I, and he still, yeah, and he still couldn't that. guess it. You still couldn't <laughs> get it right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the hell best of the best is. I've, I've never right, heard of it. best of the best. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you, uh, you know what? If Gangi loves season three of Cobra Kai, she'd probably love best of the best. What the hell's best of the best? Oh my god! So it's it is a, the magical film in the late eighties that was able to basically steal the premise of Top Gun, Karate Kid, and Rocky Four and fused them into one mega movie. So you've got the the USA Taekwondo, not karate. The USA Taekwondo team, which are going to play, fight the North Korean Taekwondo team at the World Games. What year is this movie? It's 88, I think. Okay. The film starts out with uh, um, Eric Roberts, who plays Alex, working it. And, and so you had Rocky working in a meat factory, right? Eric Roberts? You don't get more American than this. He's working in a Chevrolet <laughs> factory building Camaro IROC Z28s. In the late age, you don't get more American than an IROC Z28. Yeah, that's pretty but, uh, cool, man. I love my IROC. And so they all go, uh, he's had his, a, uh, his, his shoulder torn up. He's been retired for three years. He comes out of retirement to try and join the U.S. Uh, Taekwondo team. And he, Chris Penn, um, the main, uh, there's, a, there's a, what is it, Re, what's his name? He was another chef in the 80s. The main guy's named Tommy. Well, Eric uh, Eric <laughs> Roberts is the main guy. But the the, the main, like, <laughs> partner in crime, is, is his name's Tommy. He owns a karate studio or a Taekwondo studio. Uh you got a couple of others, but there's a five-man team coached by James Earl Jones in, in Taekwondo. I don't know why, why James Earl Jones knows Taekwondo, but he does. Uh, and they bring in a specialist who's a Buddhist to help them center their chi, essentially, oh. and it's Sally Kirkland, right? <laughs> so you've got, you've got now, you've gone from Rocky to Top Gun. You know, they're, they're training 
to go fight North Korean Taekwondo uh, uh, Taekwondo students. And they even bring in the Kelly McGillis character to help them train. Uh, lots of motorcycle scenes, just like Top Gun. Uh, the end of the film, you know, it all climaxes like Rocky. Uh, yeah, it's it's like the perfect fusion of all these films. You find out the big bad guy on on uh, the the uh, Korean karate team killed Tommy's brother in an exhibition match. Oh, just like just like Drago and Creed. I mean, it's literally they ripped. It's like they took all these other scripts and just like tore out pages and then pasted <laughs> them together into another. <laughs> Uh, that being said, it's a tour de force. It is a tour de force of 80s films. It's, if you, if you hadn't seen any of those and you wanted to get a vibe for all, all of those other films, watch Best of the Best. I'll, I'll have to watch that. I, I think I, you I, and Genki would enjoy it. Movie. I will have to watch it because I've I never even heard of this movie. I can't believe you've never heard of Best of the Best. I'm not. Not at all. You sure this is not a uh, from a Mandalorian? Uh, it could universe? be, yeah. It could be a Mandalorian effect. A Mandalorian effect. The yeah, Mandalorian uh, effect. Uh, what, to, for what you remember of that, well, first, how many times do you think you've seen Best of the Best? <laughs> or, at least parts or the whole movie. Uh, maybe a couple of times. Back in like the late 80s when it was on cable or whatever. Uh, yeah, I remember Eric Roberts. I don't, I don't remember James Earl Jones in it, but uh, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, there's a scene in this where James Earl Jones, like one of his rules is never be late for practice. Never be late. Like he he, est- he establishes that. Like I don't know why it's, such a, it's disrespectful to your team. It's disrespectful to me, you know. And uh, <laughs> Eric Roberts finds out he has a son and his wife has passed away. Uh, and his son is five. Eric Roberts gets the call that his son has been hit by a car. Oops. And James Earl Jones is like, why the hell are you late? He's like, but coach, my son was hit by a car. You're off the team. Like he, he, he cuts him from the team because he wants to go visit his son who was run over by a car in the hospital. So He's it's, tough. Uh, He's a tough teacher. <laughs> sensei. Yes, Sensei. Yeah. So, uh, check it out. You'll, uh, it's surreal. This film is surreal. So, All right. what's wild is, I remember it being fantastic when I was a kid. Yeah. Clearly, I recognize it is not a fantastic film, but at the same time, it, it is, the uniqueness of it is, uh, your, incredible. Your testosterone has dropped since you were, uh, a young teen in the 80s. <laughs> this is the greatest so. movie ever. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what it makes me want to go watch next, Brad? Uh, Jim Cotta? Oh, you nailed it. <laughs> you freaking nailed it. Well, I, that was the only one that I could think of, but it's totally all that stuff is the same, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I want to go watch next. I can't, I like, it's Jim Cotta. Very good. All right. Well, uh, Podman Ron, I think you definitely need to go check out the best of the best on Netflix. And uh, I will have to check that out. Absolutely. And we'll pass on layer of cake. <laughs>
I guess. I would pass on Larry Kay, but you know, it's up to you. You want to see James Bond with little skinny arms and uh, before he got all built up and watch this movie. But all right, very good. Um, uh, I don't. I I haven't been. I haven't really watched anything. Uh, Brian, did you? I don't know if the notes say Sweet Tooth. Are you still looking at Sweet Tooth? Do we want to talk about it real quick? Yeah, I've watched a couple more episodes. I mean, it's it's on par. I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's not uh, offensive. Yeah, it's not offensive. It's fine. Uh, it's gonna skew younger, you know, than the comic does. All right. uh, at the same time, I don't see us. I still don't see us getting to season two. The, what's interesting? What uh, the episode I'm up to now? I think I'm up to four. Uh, it's what they do when when someone gets the sickness, uh, because they're at a party and there hasn't been like a like a an outbreak in a while, and uh, this guy the, the telltale sign is their pinky, their pinky starts uh, shaking like they've got a tremor, uh, and so this starts happening to this guy at the party party and they break out the emergency kit. The emergency kit is a uh, a roll of saran wrap. And they start saran wrapping him to his chair where he's sitting. And then the next thing is they're standing out fire outside while they set the house on fire. So that's the emergency kit is they burn the person alive. Good Lord. God. So uh, and show him. But yeah, they, they alluded to the fact that he's being burned alive inside the film. So uh, the, the sickness is no joke, man. So what I think is gonna you're gonna find out is that the reason why that you have these hybrids and the reason why you have the sickness is the hybrids obviously are the cure to the sickness, but the sickness is probably like their DNA is 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 unspooling, you know, something like that. Like and so the the hybrids are the cure because it's using other animals' DNA to fill in the holes. Got so kind of like. Uh, Dino DNA, huh. you know, from uh, the first Jurassic Park, they used frog DNA to fill in what's well, right. It's like nature's doing it itself, and so it's leaching onto other DNA to fill in uh, the the genetic defects defects in the human DNA. So. All right, all right. I, eventually, I may check it out. I may or may not. Uh, I'm plowing through all of Curb. Your enthusiasm again, right now. I'm on the last season, and it's. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, it's a little rough. I mean, there's Leon. I, I still Leon. I think saves uh, the episodes that he makes an appearance in. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of wish he would just give up on Curb. It's like, I know. Well, you think, it's like the last couple of seasons, the yeah. last two he's done. They just they weren't funny. I mean, and it's almost embarrassing. It's like you you remember this great show and how funny he was, and now he's. He just, it's like a cartoon character. He's like it's a so campy and stupid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's got so bad. So. Brad, uh, I have some more breaking sad news. Uh-oh. Uh, mecha like a high, mecha hiney ho. Uh, what is... What, Paul uh, Pee Wee Herman? No. Oh. John B. the Genie from Pee Wee's Playhouse is <laughs> Wow. This is hard hitting. 
Mecca like a high, like a hiney ho. Did not yeah, know, he, I, I never watched Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, he had a genie that was in every episode, and so he'd open the little genie, and it was a floating head, and they'd say, Mecca, you know, Pee Wee wished for something, they'd say, Mecca like a high, Mecca hiney ho. And he'd grant the wish. A genie from Pee Wee's Playhouse, everyone. I hate to be the one to break oh. this news. That's a hell of a way to end a podcast, that's for sure. Who says we're ending it? I I am. Let's. Uh, we're not going to talk about uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Harrison Ford going ballistic on some reporters because uh, they took his picture. That that was in the news section. We should have talked about that in the news section. <laughs> Sorry, you're going to come. We're we're going backwards now. We're, we're just we, going back around. <laughs> we're going we're back around. Back. We went to in memoriam. So now we're back we're to the news. We're gonna have to do another. We're gonna have to do a new, another news segment at the end because we've gone so long. We have more news to report on. Yeah. More news. I mean, come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, it's the old. We have one good episode, and then you know, two, hopefully not three bad. Yeah. Next week should be much better. I think Alex really helps us out. We well, need what Alex. What do we got back. next week coming out? What's coming out next week? Nothing. Nothing. Oh no, Fast and the Furious, man. The twenty fifth. When's our podcast? Or when's the what day's the Oh, uh, you're right. God damn it. That's Friday. Yeah, I really think nothing. We got a whole lot of nothing between now and then. So we got located maybe, and maybe there'll be some uh maybe less nothing than will pass next yeah. week. Maybe the shock. Yeah, the shock of his good friend not dying. <coughs> you know. You're the one that teed it up. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> we need to do some uh, some uh, some other segments. Maybe we should bring back uh, do a uh, you know master class in poor filmmaking. Yeah, find us a good one. I mean, you almost did one of best of the best, but maybe you can do a Jim Cotta. Maybe I could do Jim Cotta. There you I've go. Got, well, I'll give you guys a choice. I've I've got a few here listed, uh, man, and I'm really throwing myself on the on the pike for these. But uh, Tower of the Duck, yeah. uh, Super Mario Bros. Mm. Maybe I should do that since they released the extended cut. Yeah. Uh, we've I've got a uh, Battlefield Earth. Mm. Well, let, let me make another. Well, you can do that too. Uh, but we talked about doing a uh, six-month Deadpool dead So we should uh, we should uh, bring back the it's, – we're, we're heading into the, the second half of 2021 yeah. with July 1st coming around. So we could do a uh, six-month Deadpool list. And maybe the wild card of, uh, you know, the pandemic has died down some. So yeah, yeah we could do that. apply a little more reason to yeah, life expectancy. <laughs> exactly. So we can uh, come up with our, like we used to, our 10 main ones and then two Like the good old days. Just like the good old days. All right, we'll take Frank Boner off, that's for sure. Oh, man. I got to brush up on my old sitcoms. <laughs> See who's, who's swirling the uh, the bowl there. I'm just going to go with everybody that's left on WKRP and be done with it. Oh, come on. You're going to no. name the whole cast? Yep, I'm going to name the whole cast, and that should be about... Almost ten people, I think. Well, all right. So where is Sandy Frank at? Sandy. He never did anything after WKRP. No, he, uh, yeah, he, he, he peaked out early. 
<laughs> Poor he did peak out early. Andy. Andy, right? He burned too. Yeah, Andy. He burned too bright. <laughs> it was it was that wing back hair that he had. Man, yep. he had some good hair. He had yeah. some good seventies hair, man. His wings got too close to the sun and like it yeah, just man. fell. Well. Oh man. All right. Well Brian, would you be up for a Deadpool? Yeah, I'm I'm good with it. I uh want to see some car- I, I, George Wint, I think, has got to be up there towards uh, oh, man. the top lists. Yeah. Uh, what, what if you did a George Wint, uh, John Ratzenberg combo? Oh. You should automatically win if you get both of those. Yeah. <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> Yahtzee. It's, it's Deadpool Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> We should have a couples. Well, you know, everybody has a couples. Couples. <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah, if, you're, if your couple, it automatically wins. Yeah, see, you want it. You win the Deadpool. It immediately stops right there. You win it. No matter who else dies. Can't yeah, get I the think... point. It's the equivalent of g- g- uh, grabbing the golden snatch. What? The golden snatch. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, that's that's a that's a saying. Grab the golden snatch. I'm sorry. The golden snitch. That's what I meant. I think think grab the golden ring is another saying. But yes. The brass ring. The The brass ring. But the golden snitch is from Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Okay. It automatically wins the game. So. (laughs) We can call it the golden snatch. Yeah, Betty Betty White's golden girl snatch. Grab it it and you win. All right. Well, that's the perfect way to end the podcast, I think. So, Brian, until next time. Save it for the podcast.